0: Welcome to Overthinkers Anonymous. My name is William Blue, and I'm an overthinker. And one thing I've been overthinking about recently, actually just yesterday, it's, today is the, the 7th of January 2021, and yesterday was January 6th, it was Epiphany Day. And um, my guest today told me about Epiphany Day, told me look at, to look it up on Google Calendar, and I did not know what it was and i wasn't sure what kind of epiphany <laughs> i was supposed to be having but i think i did have an epiphany and we'll we'll talk about that later but yeah oh wow
1: well what a swell introduction thank you jonah um yeah, well, well done mr blue um okay so um <laughs> yeah um uh, my name's jamie delaney and uh, i'm an overthinker and i'm pretty good at coping with it actually um In fact, it's kind of how I thrive, to be honest. Um, Gosh, yeah. Um, And where would I even start with with describing how? Um, By, I guess, talking about how I uh, I see overthinking as something that arises from dysregulation in the nervous system.
0: Hmm. Like dysregulation, can you define dysregulation? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. So, dysregulation of a system occurs, when its homeostatic balance is interrupted, and it is the result of an attempt to restore regulation. It well, result is maybe not the right word there, but I'm sure that paints the right picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, this is um so, going to be back to bio thirty.
1: Yeah, it's important. Homeostasis um, and whatnot. Yeah, I'm gonna turn on every neuron that was ever on in any any. <laughs> Anytime time class has been in session in your whole lifetime.
0: Right? Every okay. every single cell will be turned on and every tuned, in, cell. tuned into 5G or, or something higher than 5G, maybe? But way more fundamental than 5G. Ooh, 10G. Yeah. Fundamental, wrong direction. 60, 420. 1s and, and zero 69, 420.
1: It's just 1s and 0s. It's just and zeros, And it's whatever transmission protocol you come up with based on the ones and zeros it's a lot less important on the fact that uh it's a way to transmit information
0: hmm using transistors nerves nerve cells which are transistors or axons yeah. are transistors and dendrites are transistors yeah, not important well. not important um no. so getting, so using let's the get back on trees or
1: something uh, well, let's, get, let's get back into the metaphor here okay yeah. um so basically
0: yeah. um Greetings. My name is William Blue. I am an agent of Rainbow Prism, a subdivision of a joint venture by the CIA and FBI and NASA. Our mission is to save the rainbow souls of Orem City, California because the rainbow children are not okay it's uh... it's 2033 and uh... I'm in reality prime and it's uh... it's beautiful here they just dealt with a pandemic that turned the world upside down but Because of the resilience and persistence of humanity, we just refused to be wiped out, didn't we? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. The future looks bright. Don't get it twisted. It's all going to work out in the end. Everything happens for a reason. Everything's going to be okay. Just remind yourself of that. Remind yourself that everything's going to be A-okay. And you should read City of Dreams when it comes out in uh, 2022 or 2023. Or 2020-something. Because I'll be in it. Why did the government ban dreaming? Why don't they want us to dream?
1: The nervous system is which, central. which metaphor
0: by the way because i feel like we just threw out a bunch of metaphors and uh
1: the metaphor of the uh the one that i've been working on um oh the uh, human biocomputer. in the essay uh yeah the, the human computer that that mm-hmm. metaphor so um yeah i'm gonna uh i'm gonna try to yeah i'm, I'm working from that metaphor here with everything that i'm talking about okay
0: mm-hmm. so
1: basically in the sense that um the human computer is the machine that we use to operate um, our flesh bot. Um, it is. Um, yeah. No battle cats.
0: Come on. I call them 3D um, meat vessels.
1: Yeah, whatever, you, whatever word you throw on it. Um, In
0: the 3D meat space. that uh, name there. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and I think it's very important to make a distinction between a word and a name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so. <clears throat> yeah, um,
0: What's in the name, Jamie?
1: Nutrition. Nutritional value. Macronutrients, micronutrients.
0: Not empty calories?
1: Metabolic catalysts. All sorts of good stuff. Medicine. It's medicine.
0: Huh. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um. Yeah, try to have a more holistic look on it. It's not just junk food. Um,
0: this is food for the mom. So. Eh, one
1: way to put it. Um, okay, so human computers, um, basically, um, and I, like, uh, ideally, it's, uh, it's a good thing that you've wrote that essay and and how much I've, uh, like, I've written of it so far, because I think, ideally, that's going to give us both the framework to be able to just talk directly uh, to the ideas that I want to work with here. Mm -hmm. So, um, in that sense, I've, um, I've uploaded code to your computer, um, Variety of code, but basically the general uh, purpose of that code has been to um, update you to be able to decode what I'm talking about in this conversation, if you want to look at it that way. Hmm.
0: We so, have a shared language um, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shared um, sort of ideas.
1: Well, the, the PC and the Mac here are are both using uh, XFAT. Uh, who's,
0: who's the PC and who's the <laughs> Mac? File formatting.
1: Uh, well, uh, actually, there's no PC involved here. Well, there there is. It's not a Windows PC, though. Um, I'm running on a bespoke, uh, a bespoke handcrafted Linux distribution. Okay. Um, and you're a Mac.
0: I think I am a Mac, yeah. I'm very artsy mm-hmm. and uh, minimalistic. And AC, a MacBook. Well, um, I like to think I have a good UI, too, but, you know, that can, uh, that can use might vary.
1: it's very... It's functional. It, it speaks to emotions most of the time it's a yeah
0: sometimes it crashes but you know
1: it's not perfect i have everything people need to get their heads out of their asses max i just a kind of computer they crash yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe, um, my, maybe my descendants will be more perfect than, than i um
1: you know what that's a way too, way too complex of a of an equation to work out in a podcast
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: And so, so here here I'm already demonstrating how this is relevant for the purposes of overthinking. Yeah. Because what I've just demonstrated is algorithmic code in my computer, which is functioning to identify what's irrelevant to my ongoing task and file it away for later. Okay, basically, it's a way of um, to to directly talk in terms of computer hardware. Um
0: Hold on, hold on. I I shouldn't process the calculus of of the likelihood of me finding a a partner right now. I should put that away later. Later,
1: for sure. You should. I'll put that in the the bookshelf,
0: in the conversational bookshelf for now.
1: So, um, basically, um, the task at hand right now is me explaining. Um, my thought process um, and my, my frame of mind when it comes to overthinking. And to that end, um, my uh, different parts of my computer hardware are all busy at work um, and there's, there's data being exchanged through all of them. So for example, um, a CPU can only crunch numbers that it gets access to because they're stored in the RAM, okay, the system memory. Um, and that's the distinction between system memory and storage in a computer. It's a system memory you don't actually access as a user. Your computer is accessing it as an ongoing process in order to keep track of the numbers that it does math with, okay? Mm-hmm. Storage is your long-term storage. So in that sense, you're, the, the executable program, the executable file that you're running, right, the software that of, of this conversation, um, podcast.exe, as it were, um, basically, um, gosh, uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's so a really clumsily hacked together piece of software, to be honest. Uh, oh. And I had to do it myself. And well, we had to do it ourselves in this exact moment. And um, good code involves making sure that the hardware is doing exactly what you want at all times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wanna, I'll, I'll give you a direct example of that. Um, so you could predict its with behavior? behavior. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and here's, here's here's an example of, of of something contrary to that is um, uh, a buffer overflow error in, in coding. Okay, so buffer overflow overflow error it uh, comes when you have code that basically forces information into memory where it shouldn't have ended up, um, and in, particularly in a, in a buffer overflow, um, what's happened is. Um, basically um, what you might call like a poisoned input um, has passed data to a piece of code that then passes that data on. um, And parts of that poisoned data end up where that code is supposed to pass it. Mm -hmm. But because the data is poisoned and specifically too big to fit, um, it spills over into other physical memory space in the computer hardware. And the result is, Completely fucking unpredictable behavior. Um, sometimes Whoa. you can use a buffer overflow as like a specific hack that you're using to accomplish something, good or bad. Um, but typically, a buffer overflow is just garbage data.
0: Uh huh. So yeah.
1: Um, how does that all how does that all work? Well, basically, um, overthinking. Um, well, you could you could look at that as a, a circumstance where. Um, your 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 computer's hanging. It's um hasn't crashed, but it doesn't have sufficient resources and it's not able to execute the code that it's trying to run. And so you, you get locked up, you get stutters, you get just poor performance, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah. Um. So. How does that all tie back into overthinking, right? What's overthinking? Overthinking is a, is a completely out of control monologue going on in your brain, basically, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a monologue in the sense that you might be asking yourself questions, but they're not questions that you're actually answering. You just can't. That's why I'm overthinking, right? If, if, if it was a question that you were able to put an answer to, you wouldn't be overthinking
0: about it. These are complicated questions. Are they rhetorical questions that just don't require answers? Sometimes? Doesn't matter.
1: They're questions you just can't solve right now. Okay. And that doesn't mean that your computer... This is the
0: overflow.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's an emergent state, right? It's an emergent state in that instance. It's like, okay, let's say let's say I have a, I have a program on, on my computer. Uh, okay, here's a great example, actually. Oh, and with some lovely, like, socioeconomic implications. Let's say I've got a gaming computer, Ooh. Okay. Okay. I got a gaming PC, and what's a gaming PC for? It's for gaming, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do people often use a graphics card to do? Mine cryptocurrency, bitcoins, blockchains, etc. So, I propose an example to you where you have a very, very high-end gaming PC, as, as top of the line as you please, um, and you go to task it to both mine Bitcoin while also trying to run Cyberpunk. 2077 right so Mm -hmm. you're asking two tasks which although
0: with also porn on like another window yeah, it's bringing
1: porn to your vr in a different room right like you're asking way too much of the system is what
0: you're doing roommates in on it too
1: of course they are you're part of a polyamorous triad
0: okay oh Did not realize that at the beginning of, uh, this <laughs> this Context matters scenario, right but so the plot thickens but, already but again
1: this is this is some stuff that's relevant to the bigger picture um yeah the um, a... the the point that i'm getting at here is this um why might you be stuck overthinking um about something that you're totally capable of thinking for yourself it's because the resources of your computer are being hogged by different processes. And that means you're either not able to get the CPU cycles that you need to crunch the numbers, or you're not able to put enough data into the memory, the system memory, the RAM, so that you can access all of the information that you need at once, or you're not able to access your long-term storage on your hard drive or solid state drive or what have you, because that information's already being accessed by something that is demanding exclusive access to to the information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, right, or rather, the where the information is stored on the hard drive, I suppose, would be a more specific way to put it. But all of this is to say um, that overthinking is a phenomenon, is something that we exhibit as people when we've got something on our mind that we can't resolve, right? And for the functional state of mind that most people, when they're healthy, occupy um mm-hmm. we've got all sorts of algorithmic problem solving it built into our human code that fit, that stops us from overthinking right um what happens when we die is god real where are the aliens
0: the truth yeah, is that it's irrelevant all the things that we've funny. talked about on this podcast sorry all things that we've talked about on this podcast yeah recently, well actually well i'm gonna draw a common thread here
1: um why would you overthink about those things that are in the big picture completely irrelevant to your life
0: Hmm. Why? Is this a rhetorical question?
1: Yeah, in a sense, all of them are. Um, but here's my answer. Why might somebody be stuck over thinking about those things when they're in a factual, like, objective, conscious state able to say, you know, I'm really fascinated by aliens, but it, they just fascinate me. It's not something I really consider to be a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the difference between someone, somebody like me and Tom DeLong. Why am I able to reconcile Fermi's paradox in my head when he's
0: not?
1: So it's because I know what Fermi's paradox is. It's a paradox, it's not supposed to make sense.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about Fermi's paradox uh, in another, in a previous podcast. And can you uh, just, for the listeners who don't know, just briefly define Fermi's paradox? Yeah,
1: so it's or... um it's the paradox that refers to the mathematical certainty that life develops in the universe. And the paradox arises when we examine that in the context of where the fuck is all of it.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: It's pretty stark um... how lonely it is on Earth. So that seems to be a paradox. But really all the paradox means is something that the human mind can't comprehend.
0: Exactly. That's a and great we way to put it. Way.
1: And cease attempting to uh to comprehend that which is, by definition, incomprehensible. That's what a paradox is for. That's why we came up with the term, right? So we put it away. We're just because it's
0: illogical. Just because it's illogical doesn't mean it's not valid. Yeah,
1: valid, real, all 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 things. Yeah, exactly. It's just not something you can solve in this situation. Right. But of course, of course, there are things that compel us to overthink. Right. Aliens being a great example, right? Fucking they're they're exactly. fascinating to think about, right? They're they're like animals. They're just like us. But then oh they're not like animals because they got spaceships and Wi Fi.
0: Which is makes them more it's like soft, us it's than animals. speculation too. Right? Like because, of course it yeah. is. Of
1: course it is. It's a reflection on, on people's beliefs about the human condition.
0: Anthropomorphic. Uh, and, and anthropomorphic. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah. Um so Basically, here's here's what I could propose to somebody who finds himself overthinking about aliens. Okay, um, mm-hmm. is recognizing the paradox of trying to understand the alien. The alien is by definition something which is not us, is not in our realm, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So, Ooh, it's a process use the realm.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I mean the metaphysical sense there, right? Um, so, yeah. it's not on our main. I'm I'm talking in strict definitions here, right? Um, yeah. There's there's an important balance in the flow of prescriptivist and descriptivist language. I think in terms of fighting against um, overthinking.
0: Oh, can you unpack that prescriptivist versus descriptivist language? Sure. I feel like I understand uh, that on an intuitive level, but
1: yeah, of course you do. Of I'd love for you to
0: break it down for us. Oh, gosh, you're all had
1: at this Um So. <laughs> um. Prescriptivism versus descriptivism when it comes to language is basically works like this. Um, you're using language prescriptively if you're prescribing some sort of universal meaning to your language. Mm-hmm. And you're using it descriptively if you're using words that describe things. So here, here's what I could say is that a name is prescriptive and a word is descriptive.
0: Mm. OK.
1: It's an important yeah. distinction
0: to you? Yeah, that, that that really sums it up, actually.
1: There you go. So, um, oh
0: gosh,
1: oh, I, I keep forgetting we can edit this. This is just, yeah. The, oh, the of most... course.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll edit it. I'll edit everything. So it's like smooth. No, no for, you're,
1: I, 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 I you didn't to be quite frank. Cause I think the more true to life that this whole podcast ends up being, the better example of, of it is, is, oh, um, an yeah. Example and,
0: of, and the, the previous podcast had been uh, minimally uh, edited.
1: Yeah, well, here's here's my, here's my take, Jonah, is that um, this podcast would make some lovely data to examine um, in the context oh, of human computing yeah. science sure. from yeah. start to end. You see why? In a, sense,
0: in a sense, we're reprogramming the the Earth computer or the you know human some sort computer of computer. We're in we're writing way. some code, aren't we? You could that's all well, I feel like most... you are. I, I'm just I'm just here. No, you know, uh... You've got
1: libraries that <laughs> I have to
0: afford. Yeah,
1: These, it, trust me, this this metaphor is turtles all the fuck over.
0: It's turtles all the way down.
1: It's not just all the way down, my dude. They're they're above, they're below, they're betwixt, within without. As above, so below.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking turtles On every level, macro and micro. Pitch.
1: You've got no clue.
0: On the cellular level, and on the, <laughs> on the this desktop whole level, and the laptop Jonah, level, and the Jonah,
1: Xbox to, level. Jonah, to quote the to quote inevitable <laughs> Rick Sanchez, this whole planet's not a cop. Get the fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Turtles all the way down, Morty. Just turtles all the way down. Uh, don't make oh, me, don't make oh, me do those Rick and Morty impressions again, because oh, uh, uh, hey. that was uh, too much for me.
1: <laughs> Would you like some resolution to that drama?
0: Sure. We'll do that. I'll Later. take all the resolutions to my traumas.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean, in due time, right?
0: I'll take resolutions for traumas for 1,000, Alex. So what's, Alex what's the trauma?
1: That's a good question, right? And what's the yeah, resolution what of trauma, right? And how? Yeah. How? Do those things apply to everything I've already talked about? How do, yeah. How, how, how do indeed? So, gosh, where can I go with this? Um,
0: oh, indeed. You just triggered trauma job search you know what i mean god johnny don't worry you about treat, did you just treat my trauma just now was yeah those noises oh yeah no, it sounded so funny
1: you're right yeah no i was, to make I was sense. giving you somatic yeah i was giving you somatic medicine actually it was totally totally unintentional my bad well no not my bad at all
0: were you doing the armpit thing you put your hand in your armpit. no it was my, my mouth. mouth oh don't
1: yeah. just, just a silly sim
0: yeah, true. I have a stress ball. Actually, I I use the stress ball to think. I haven't told you about my stress ball, have I? You showed I it to use it. I use it, to it me. I use it. Oh yeah, I showed it to you. I, I use a stress ball to essentially re or, or refocus my my attention. <laughs> it's a, in a way, it's a it's a bio hack. It's a bio computer mm. hack.
1: Mm. Such tasty words you are speaking to my ear holes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man. It's because I'm, I'm squeezing my stress ball and I'm redirecting my thought processes uh, do to. Do
1: you want to explain how subject. all this works, Jenna? Yeah. It's going to be very fun about, Okay, I'm going all the way down. So, fundamental. Fundamental. Meaning you can't okay. you can't break it down any further.
0: If you oh. break it down
1: any further, it becomes a, it becomes a different context. It becomes a different system. And actually, if we're, are you
0: saying you're going to try to split an atom? Well, better podcast.
1: than that. I'm. I'm gonna name the got particle.
0: You're gonna name it?
1: Yeah. What
0: in a name, huh? Prescriptive definitions. Mm. Is that or labels? Is it?
1: Is it an inter- Is it perhaps maybe an intermingling of the prescriptive and descriptive that lies within a name? Perhaps all it just makes indeed.
0: me think of. Uh... It makes me think of Yeezus by Kanye West when he uh, released like it without an album cover. Yeah. And it's just like this album has no definition. Oh you know yeah, I mean? it has you're no gonna have a really labels. you're gonna have a
1: you're gonna have an exquisite understanding of how Kanye West is a bipolar genius. And I'm and both of those. Parts. Oh, I,
0: I do. I do have one. I'm gonna give you. If you, a, wanna, if you wanna, if you want I'm gonna make me it
1: fundamental for you.
0: Okay, make it fundamental. Okay. Jamie Delaney.
1: What is the fundamental ingredient of a computer? That is an entirely rhetorical question. The answer is electricity. Um,
0: I know where you're going with this. Mm, of course you do. I can, did, I, 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 can I make a Twin Peaks reference that you won't get?
1: Uh, you may, but um, I, uh, before, I, before you do, I just want to say I, I uploaded a library to your code that you can use.
0: So continue. Electricity.
1: What a crackling! What a crackling
0: word! That new gum you like is going out of style again. Okay, I'm done. Jonah, you're just street. Continue. Ahead. So I'm sorry.
1: You're streets ahead, verbal wildfire.
0: <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, streets ahead. I love that. I love that expression. <laughs> streets ahead. How can you not? That should be more popular, Jonah. How
1: can you not? It. It is verbal <laughs> wildfire.
0: <laughs> Verbal wildfire? I've never. Uh, that's what Pierce describes it as right
1: after he says it Are you episode. saying?
0: Are you comparing me to the legendary rapper, uh, Super Hot Fire? <laughs> yeah, well, no, actually. I'm comparing
1: myself to that rapper, and I'm about to end this man's whole career.
0: Are you talking about me? Am I the man you're going to. Are we to rap battling or what? Do you want this to? This is Panic
1: I mean, Attack I don't rap. I want to be. Being for Flapjacks. The internet told me that that's called love. I'm on the internet because I'm
0: an internet thug. Okay, so okay, you you win. I'm <laughs> just, I'm not high enough for this. It's That's Racist. Is the new is the new OG rap. Um, my, my frontal lobe is too activated for this stuff right now. For some freestyle some
1: Grammys we like the back thing. We tap. We rap. Best rappers us. Come on, be real. So, um, second Latin. guess we're a of, spoken word poem. Like you I um, probably can't for real. black and then cheetah like Don King playing Southpaw country at. His cousin's house, you already know what it's about. Okay, um, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was fun, sorry. I was just indulging myself.
0: That was man. hilarious. That was amazing. You should look up. Look it up later. Um... I'm impressed, by the way. I'm just <laughs> trying to pick some pieces of my brain from off the floor.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Trying Go ahead and take the a second floor. for that, Jonah. Um, need... I want to keep you present in this conversation. This is an ongoing process. Allow me to...
0: Make yeah, one more Twin Peaks reference. I'm going to sweep the floor for 10 whole minutes and uh, let the shot linger. You'll understand these references when you watch Jonah, that's three. such a
1: stimulating sentence. <laughs> Are what you is... kidding me? Oh, the bristles? Which... The, the gathering momentum of capturing not a single point in time, but letting the camera roll?
0: Mm-hmm. The uh, Lynchian technique of letting the camera roll for it's, an excruciating amount of time.
1: Uh, Thank you for providing a nice definition for what makes someone lynchian. Just
0: letting, yeah. Letting it's just one aspect of it. The more yeah. you try to define lynchian, the less, the more to lose the less tangible you, it is. The less tangible it is like a dream. <laughs> like a lucid <laughs> dream. Oh, you're like the dreamer who dreams and then lives. Yes, like a dream.
1: royalty. Oh, exquisite. Um, so, gosh, let's get back on track, because we're, we're digressing, we're digressing, and we've got a, we've got a yeah. task at hand. Um,
0: there are pleasant digressions, but digressions nonetheless.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, we've got a task in front of us, and the task is that we're re- recording a podcast, and the podcast is about overthinking, and I'm giving you a fundamental understanding of, it, of overthinking. Okay, so, uh, ones and zeros, so those are your fundamental. Um, sensory data. And how it's all integrated by the nervous system and the brain as the fundamental form of information for the human body and the human experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a term of um, overwhelming sensory input, which refers to this is a broad spectrum of things, right? Um, but basically, you can think of any example, whether the sense, now here, here's an important distinction too, sensations, uh, sensory information comes both from within and without. So people think primarily of their sensations as being things like, um, uh, you know, the, the information that they gather about the world around them um, from their eyes and their ears, their proprioception, um, their uh, sense of, of touch, pressure, temperature, all those things, right? Now, mm-hmm. Um, And also, by the way, very important to note that the five senses doesn't even come close to describing it, Um, which speaks to the fundamental nature of this observation, I think. So um, basically, yeah. So I I, I guess another tangent that I'd like to go on real quick is just to state that um, the object of a, a good system, if you ask me, to remain as close to the fundamentals as possible. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So um, when you find yourself in a system of ever-increasing complexity where every time an exception to the rule pops up, you need to write a new chapter, that's a sign that your system may be flawed. It's missing something fundamentally. Does that makes
0: sense. Intuitively, yeah.
1: So here's how the God particle ties into that: um, is that uh, it's just the wrong radical. Uh, here's 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 the whole story behind the search for the God particle. Is um, basically it goes like this: um, all of physics has been consistent since Einstein, and that's a real conundrum because um, Einstein straight up points out some stuff he doesn't know, and primarily how you can phrase it is that. There are four fundamental forces, which already is too many. We Mm -hmm. already have narrowed that down from five to four by combining electromagnetism. Um, And um, basically, here's here's the equation. The God particle is essentially something that would have been hypothetically implied by Einstein's work. And people have been looking for it ever since. Because mathematically, it all checks out that there must be some fundamental particle or force that we don't understand yet, but that that's the only missing ingredient to make everything work, right?
0: The 1%. The infinitesimally
1: small percent.
0: The 0.000000. I'm forgetting the term for this paradox, but it's the
1: one where when you approach something in um when you approach something uh by half of the distance remaining at a time you asymptotically approach the thing and never actually approach it
0: oh okay so it's like uh right it's like you're you're sliding down a hill but you're not actually reaching the end of the hill yeah the bottom is yeah. That, that a good analogy
1: yeah no that's Yep. Yeah. that's a good picture for me yeah um
0: it's like you're you're getting a lap dance from a uh, a dancer at a, at a strip club, or a gentleman's club, and uh, you try to reach out to their ass, but you just never touch it. Cause
1: <laughs> you're yeah, that's tangible. I love it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, gosh. So, ugh, systems and complexity. Um, so here's yeah, here's the problem with the God particle. Is basically the more research that physicists did to try to find the god particle the more they realized that they could find it and that it didn't solve a goddamn thing which meant it wasn't the god, god particle thing. god damn it, it, it
0: it's, it's not god, god damn it thing. einstein
1: right no hang on einstein had it and einstein got it so if everybody was einstein
0: else smoking well, at the time was he smoking some mad gamma DMT. or what
1: dmt DMT. of course
0: you knew the of face of god he was <laughs>
1: Einstein knew the face of God. It doesn't matter if he actually smoked DMT. He was,
0: he was listening to Joe Rogan on the, on the he, talk, no, uh, radio. No, Joe
1: Rogan. Here's the truth. Is Einstein synthesized <laughs> DMT in his own brain, just casually?
0: Oh, wow. Well, everybody does synthesize DMT uh, in their own brain. But maybe Einstein had more, or, or, or just had a very active pineal gland that was not calcified by, by uh, fluoride. Maybe he just didn't go to the dentist. And that yeah. he just really had bad teeth, but in turn, huh? he sure. got really good dreams. Yeah, you're talking about some truth here, Donna. Um, I, I think I am. I think I am. So truly. So
1: where's that? Where's that all tied back together? So basically, yeah, it's um, it's the God particle is a great example of turtles all the way down, and how the universe plays mm-hmm. jokes on us, and how God does. Yeah,
0: how are the, the turtles? Just pause for a second. How are the turtles arranged? Are they like uh, on top of each other, like? right so, side you know, up or some of I'll, make a distinction.
1: I'll make a distinction turtles all the way down is exactly what you think it is just turtles stacked on, on top of one another you know right right ways up
0: right side up. Okay. so that's turtles all the way down are now they, are they feeding off their the others experiments like human no, centipede? they're just they're just living no. they're just living they're
1: just squirming they're okay. just,
0: just living their best lives
1: now here's here's the weird thing to that's think cool. about can you imagine the stack of turtles? Where do you put yourself in in, in respect to the the uh, stack?
0: You probably have like at round the ground floor, right? Yeah. At the very bottom, yeah. But sometimes I'm on, I'm at the top too.
1: Well, sometimes I'm at a, the I'm
0: bottom. No wait, I'm a switch. Nintendo Switch.
1: Jonah, how could you be at the top of an infinite stack of turtles?
0: I just keep <laughs> I just keep elevating every second. It just keeps elevating every second until. Uh, yeah, 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 the 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 frequency, of the pitch, uh, or the pitch increases, uh, or <laughs> yeah, it gets higher, the higher you go up, and that's that's what they mean when they, you know, the angels sing. You're giving me sensory candy in, in heaven. You know what I mean, like. Hark the herald angels sing. Ah, beautiful. I'm giving you what?
1: Sensory candy.
0: Sensory candy. You're right, right. Yeah, I think. Well, you're welcome. So, this ties back into that idea. It's, of not, it's, you know. it's not just you. It's, it's, I'm giving I'm giving everybody listening to this sensory candy brought to you by Hubba Bubba from the 90s as a little treat for you 90s kids. So, um, gosh. Uh, and yeah, um, I, I just realized
1: that there was, was candy that I left unfinished earlier, and that was just, I, I was just like, by the
0: are you? are um. You sound like you're you're far away from the microphone. Oh, do I? Uh, oh, my God. you're cutting kind of cutting out. Jonah. How
1: about now? Don't worry about it.
0: Um. God particle. God particle yeah. interference. I, I was saying Divine go intervention. And God. God. By God, the way, this I explains God. the scene in Paul Fiction the reason why you've seen, you've seen Pulp Fiction, right? A lot of stupid question. I, I, I'm asking you if you've seen Pulp Fiction, but uh, that's neither here nor there, but um, you know, the scene where Jules and, and Vincent are in the apartment and then the got, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld comes out of, of the washroom. Well, not really Jerry Seinfeld, but some dude who looks exactly like a young Jerry Seinfeld um, comes out of the washroom and just shoots them both or shoots at them both. And the, the the bullets all miss and hit the wall behind them. It's like they they were like curved through the air, like um, wanted style or or the matrix style, you know, like in slow motion. They just somehow missed Vincent and Jules and uh, Jules chalked it up to divine intervention. And perhaps there were God particles in the air that bent space and time in favor of Vincent and Jules because they had to fulfill higher purposes they have yet they had yet to fulfill their destinies as so written out by mr tarantino the god of that universe you know what i mean hello earth to jamie delaney this is william blue ground control to jamie delaney are you there Can you hear me? Oh, shit. Oh, there you go. You're back. Hello. Hey. Did you hear what I said? Yes, I'll copy. Oh, perfect. I'll copy. Ready to print then. Yeah.
1: Control C, control V, control X, control Z, control Y, control W.
0: Control by Kendrick Lamar. So. That's a good song. Anyways. um,
1: Gosh, where am I going with this? Um. Right, sensory data um, originates not just from our external environment, but also in the brain. That's important to to think about as well in all this context. Um, and that's because the the brains can can uh, it's composed of neurons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are all of our sensory organs based on? They are based on neurons that pick up information from the world around us. In that sense, there's no difference between externally derived stimulus and our own thoughts and emotions.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, certifiably true. Mm-hmm. Based on current scientific research.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Jamie's not talking mean? out her ass, everyone. She knows what she's talking about.
1: Oh, I got and, citations. Uh, it's I got quite, citations. Quite Spilling out the wazoo. Um, yeah, and I don't mind at all. It's fucking. I mean, this, he's, where he's they spell spill out. The facts. When when you got that many, when when you got that many citations, I mean, that's just where they fall out of is your wazoo.
0: Yes, but they're gems. They're gems, and not you know slimy, soft pieces of turds.
1: It's not poop. Your wazoo's not your bum. My goodness. Oh, it's not. Get your brain out of the gutter,
0: young man. Let me pick it up. Tisk. I'll put it back in my skull.
1: Good. It's where it needs to be right now. So, um, hmm. Let's go back to nervous dysregulation right okay and basically how I, how I see nervous dysregulation is as um the primary perhaps only cause of bugs in the human computer and that's because the the brains can can uh, it's composed of neurons right mm-hmm. um so what are all of our sensory organs based on They are based on neurons that pick up information from the world around us in that sense there's no difference between externally derived stimulus and our own thoughts and emotions
0: yeah that's that's uh certifiably true based mm-hmm. on current scientific research yep so jamie's not talking be? out of ass, everyone she knows what she's talking about
1: Oh, I got citations. I got citations spilling out the wazoo.
0: Um, Yeah, and I don't mind at all. Fucking,
1: I mean, where they spill out. out. When when you got that many, when when you got that
0: many citations,
1: I mean, that's just where they fall out of is your wazoo.
0: Yes, but they're gems. They're gems, and not you know slimy, soft pieces of turds.
1: It's not poop. Your wazoo's not your bum. My goodness! Get your brain out of the gutter,
0: oh, young I'm so man. Sorry. Let me pick it up. Tisk. I'll put it back in my skull.
1: Good. It's where it needs to be right now. So, um, hmm. let's go back to nervous dysregulation, right? Okay? okay. And basically, how I, how I see nervous dysregulation is as um, the primary, perhaps only, cause of bugs in the human computer.
0: Mm. Okay. Now this is okay.
1: kind of too all-encompassing, all encompassing, all encompassing of a topic for me to actually condense into a short podcast right here. Okay.
0: That's
1: um, fine. So I'm gonna try to boil it down to what's essential. Um,
0: maybe for the best for the listeners too who might not have this the right frame of reference.
1: Certainly, right. So yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll base it in some examples. Okay. Uh, here's a classic one: is post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. <laughs> um, and it has parallels in fibromyalgia as well, by the way. Um, they, they both develop in very similar ways. And it's, the source there is, um, is nervous system dysregulation. Okay. Um, any sufficiently traumatic event to a person that will result in them developing post-traumatic stress disorder, you can almost consider it as, um, on some level, the same thing as overthinking. It's a nervous state that our system is incapable of reconciling. Okay? So, um, I mean, obviously those are very different things as experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder and just overthinking about something. Yeah, But I think there is something fundamental about that link, um, about how the human computer functions just wonderfully, gorgeously, um, as, as computers do, uh, right up until it has a bug um you know people who are who are not not very familiar with computers um often get frustrated when they don't do what they expect them to do or Mm -hmm. when they can't figure out how to get them to work the way they want my mom yeah most most people right um (laughs) but the truth is computers always do exactly what they're commanded to do Mm. they have to they're input output machines
0: right It's just a matter of communication, right?
1: That's part of it. Um, The organization of the data,
0: understanding
1: acts of yeah, understanding is part of it as well. And the analysis, the organization, um, the you know, the ability to construct hierarchies and then deconstruct them within that um, data—it's all relevant. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, how yeah, how are overthinking? Um, post-traumatic stress disorder and fibromyalgia are all related to neural dysregulation and thus bugs in the human computer. Um, well, yeah, it's just um, your code's not working right in all of those examples. And we already mm-hmm. kind of talked about why that's the case for um, overthinking and how it's a simple matter of switching algorithms, really. Um, mm-hmm. Updating some definitions in your libraries and, and your software and then just running the program again that should fix your problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, post-traumatic stress disorder you could liken to um, a malignant piece of malware, um, and likewise with fibromyalgia.
0: Oh, wow! Uh, can you rephrase that just a bit? Like it's, uh, let's see, uh... sure. So to I'll compare to, to, to compare to what you might yeah. run
1: across in a computer. Um. Mm-hmm. So, overthinking would be um, when your system is just kind of locking up. And that can happen from really innocuous things, like just running too many programs at once, right?
0: Mm hmm. Too many tabs open.
1: Yeah, that sort of thing. Not enough RAM. Post traumatic stress disorder would be when malicious code, a virus, for example, alters the operating system of the computer and fundamentally hampers its ability to perform proper function. Mm Mhm. Okay. And it sticks around in that code. And the, the, the thing about code in a computer is that it all works within the context of the operating system. Mm -hmm. Mhm. It's why files are incompatible between different kinds of operating systems, right?
0: Right. Um, Okay so yeah
1: so how's fibromyalgia an example
0: hold on I, I feel like that's there's a good opportunity for an analogy there there is like but... is, it, is it like blood types is the blood types a good analogy
1: blood types as an analogy for operating systems
0: more like yeah, um, I mean, like just files more like if, more, more like if you took the not
1: more, more like if you took the nazi origins out of a Myers Briggs
0: personality test can you explain that <laughs> you know? Astrology. Oh.
1: Your, your astrological types,
0: science. Types. And that determines compatibility with other In, operating systems? It, it
1: determines how we interoperate.
0: Mm, an interface. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Compatibility is contextual.
0: And interview, too. It, sorry, it's what? And interview. Uh, I was that, just uh, 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 drawing a connection to this interview and making it really meta.
1: Oh, I see. Um,
0: and just just to highlight the fact that this is everywhere, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This phenomena that you're describing.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm I'm speaking in just very very heady philosophical topics, but they're all based in practical, tangible science.
0: For sure, engineering. For I suppose, sure, is more. Well, that's Another what makes life. it fun, right? Yeah. Um, Otherwise, it would just be gibberish. Well, it's trying Everyone to understand the
1: it's trying to understand the universe machine. That's what philosophy is.
0: The, yeah, forty two, four twenty, the meaning of life. Four twenty.
1: Same. Thing. On that note, I'm about to smoke some weed. Actually, let's take a oh, few minutes to, to, to calm some energy down.
0: We'll keep talking. Awesome. But... awesome. Well, uh, for those that aren't familiar the The reference to forty two comes from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, written by Douglas Adams, and I feel like Douglas Adams was really enlightened and, and was totally in tune with this metaphysical, philosophical, you know, even bio computer stuff. Uh, and mm-hmm. he taught he talked about how or in his book, in the book, in the story, um, Earth is a computer essentially, and. Uh, centuries ago uh these beings these these beings asked earth what uh what's the meaning of life mm, and yeah
1: okay yeah
0: centuries later in the future the computer earth came up with the answer 42 and everybody freaked out they were like what what the fuck it's just it's just so absurd but also it's true <laughs> yeah all truths That's are. That's true what about it. It's true.
1: Truth it's, it is. Truth is. Truths are incredibly is esoteric. There's no other. That's what yeah, makes them hard very to wrap, esoteric. wrap your head around. Is how esoteric a truth is.
0: But to, again, to try to explain what forty-two means is kind of like trying to explain what Lynchian or uh, Angelesian means and uh, whatnot. Precisely. I just coined my own uh, <laughs> style, Minton. I guess. Coin yeah,
1: Been there, coined that.
0: You heard it here first, folks, on the Overthinkers Anonymous podcast, Episode 8. I'm making this Episode 8 because uh, it's a nice, round, Ooh. circular number. Perfect. Infinity. Infinity, an, Infinity sideways.
1: A, a, energetically copacetic.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I like that word. Yeah, copacetic. Yeah. Yeah. Contributing to the overall I know what that means.
1: stability of the <laughs>
0: Lordy. Totally not looking up what the word copacetic means, but... Uh,
1: you know what's funny is, I actually explicitly avoid... Um, sorry? Ever, I've, I've, I've made it a, a point to explicitly avoid ever looking up the dictionary definition of copacetic. Sort of an exercise to see how, how close I can get, um, just intuitively.
0: Oh, are you looking it up right now? No. Oh, let me read it for you. Don't tell me. Oh, don't tell give, you?
1: Give me your own definition
0: copacetic. What, what was the context in which we used it again?
1: Well, I, I, here's how I define copacetic. Is, is contributing to the overall stability of the system.
0: Mm. Would you say yeah. that's
1: accurate based on what you read there?
0: I think that that definition yeah. is totally fine, completely satisfactory, okay. You know it's what I mean? All
1: encompassing. It's not um, all-encompassing. It's a very clinical use of the term.
0: Like, Totally agreeable, totally satisfactory. You know, it's a somewhat dated slang word usually used to describe a situation, mood or relationship as being without problems. It's also called Oh to, to be copacetic, copacetic to vibe. or spelled copacetic. Oh,
1: to be, to be, oh sorry? To, to be copacetic is to
0: vibe. To vibe? Oh, yeah. right. Okay, now you've totally just inserted this word into my verbal <laughs> pokedex, or my, my rolodex, or my- Rolodex. Index Holodex, my index, my my deck, my backyard deck. Your,
1: your point deckster, your your <laughs>
0: my Michael my, Dexter, my laboratory. Dexter. We're just buzzing right now. I'm I'm completely sober by the way, but I'm I'm, I'm buzzing off coffee and uh and we're just like vibing. We're just very aesthetically yeah, verbally. Yeah, I'm smoking some weed right now.
1: Yeah. I haven't I haven't taken any other drugs today um no i haven't had coffee uh, nicotine uh nicotine um god did i even take any of my meds this morning i'm so- oh you, you should do that
0: you should do that right yeah now. um right now do it just kidding sorry right, <laughs> sorry you're absolutely right.
1: Ooh, I
0: love I love the little Morocco sound effects. You, guys you, wanna, you wanna start a beat right now? I'll, I'll... This is I'm pretty good at playing the sperm lactone. Oh nice. That has a nice sound to it. Minty, right? yeah it triggers my synesthesia cool. I, I believe it was like violet greenish violet and green that I was hearing
1: you have no idea how important that is
0: I have I do not have I do not have any idea how important that is no but uh let's let's go back to the god particle because that was a to- like a very fascinating concept for me is like it's, is it does it have to do with the divine, with God?
1: Yep, uh, the God particle is a joke that the universe plays on us.
0: Is it? Is it? It's it's a cosmic joke then. Yeah. So it's a
1: phenomenon I would describe as um, the incomprehensibility of the divine. Um, the ineff- the ineffability. Of the divine, actually. Yeah. Not incomprehensibility. They're totally different. Um, so the divine is, is quite frequently thought to be incomprehensible. Um, but I mean, like, that was kind of the whole point of Jesus Christ's message is that it's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so... Um, oh, Jesus Christ. For, it was for the record, thoroughly icon. not thoroughly not a Christian here. I hope everybody can can tell that.
0: I'm an agnostic, but I'm also tried, a Christian, in a sense. I'm I, I a Christian, but I just identify find agnostic.
1: I just try to keep the old ways. What do you mean by old ways? Um, as old as I can. All the way back. You'll be right back?
0: No. Yeah. Okay. All the way back. I said all the way back. Oh, I thought you said you'd be right back. No. Um, it's...
1: um. I was going to
0: monologue about, about Christianity for a second, but... Uh,
1: I, try, I try to follow the way of, of the universe machine as closely as
0: mm. I can. Fascinating. And that's,
1: and that's how I understand that divine, Right. It's an emergent property that we experience in the universe
0: machine. Right. Um, you know what? I'll be right back for just 30 seconds. I just need to do something. Uh, you can monologue if you want. You can chill. Up to you. Mm-hmm. you can make a beat. Up to you. I'll be right back. Sounds good.
1: Get me camera Put me out of feeling
0: Okay, I'm back. <laughs> It's supposed to feel I can't tell
1: It seems fitting I'm a chemical Blast Won't you make everything All right Let's right here in my fist
0: It's the solution for this night. I can't tell
1: how it's supposed to feel. I
0: can't tell it seems. Pretty. Wow. That was amazing. That was a nice little musical interlude. Now I don't have to, you know, concoct one from scratch. I can just, you know, let let that natural transition play out. Yeah, I hope it recorded yeah, I well. Are you trying to make my listeners fall in love with you or something?
1: No, this is just how I live, Jonah.
0: <laughs> Sorry? It's just how I live. I, that's a great way to live. It's a great way Isn't to live. It, it seems you like you're living your true you be in love with the universe. It's an authentic self. But uh, yeah. Anyways, as we were talking about earlier, what were we talking about? We talked about the God particle. Yeah,
1: and the that's Vinic- a joke about the universe, place, the Holy Spirit, um, maybe. So here's my analogy for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So when you look upon God's face, it the it, it inspires horror uh, before anything else, and just horror? horror, absolutely, all
0: encompassing. Ooh, terror. careful.
1: No, like here's the thing, Jonah, When when people truly look upon God's face, um, let me paint fear. a picture. It's, it's a corpse. Fear. It
0: inspires fear content. and awe. It's decayed. Awe.
1: It's been traumatized. You can see it.
0: Mm. Okay. Mhm.
1: And all of those things shake us to our core because that's not what we're looking for when we try to find the face of God.
0: Um. Mm. So God is sense like sense. God is like Cthulhu. Then you're saying you can't look him mm-hmm. in the face. No,
1: no, so much more benign. Okay. God's dad, Jonah, his flowers growing. From his okay,
0: Nietzsche. Okay.
1: Nietzsche was really close.
0: To what? Something true. Damn! Careful. A lot of nihilists listen to this podcast, too.
1: They just have to deal with that. They're not
0: important. Nothing matters to them, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, this is a <laughs> by the way. Um, let's bring it back to the divine, like the cosmic joke. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here's the cosmic joke. Is you're really
1: not supposed to look at the face of God. That's not your place.
0: Mm-hmm hmm
1: right so
0: um but what i the, see the face of god every time i look in the mirror
1: well that's because you stared long enough to start seeing more than just the terror
0: right it might also be the mushrooms too
1: but absolutely um. essential so what does it do to a set out to look for god b successfully find god mm-hmm. and c Know that God is dead, long dead, and that it was horrific for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that
1: shatter every bit of the cosmos for you, just a little bit?
0: I don't know if "shatter" is the right word. Well, but of course not for you. It God, it, yeah. it.
1: Yeah, you've been through it already. Yeah, but it's an ongoing process. Yeah,
0: my listeners don't know yeah. that yet. Yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. I'm just supposed to be one of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah.
1: This
0: is, how I've ruined your, this is how I've ruined your podcast. Journey. Oh, you, uh, you sneaky,
1: <laughs> sneaky. You've put the wool over the eyes of, of your dear listeners, and that's just not right. Oh, uh, um,
0: yeah. I was a wolf in sheep's clothing.
1: Oh, but you know what, though? Um, just think about a wolf whistle next time you think about that analogy.
0: Think of a, w- a wolf what? Wolf whistle. Oh, wolf whistle. Is it a howl? um, No, no,
1: it's more like a. Gosh, I can't. That's because I've never tackled anybody.
0: (laughs) Cartoon of the wolf.
1: Right, but think way further. Think of the fundamental wolf whistle. Is what I'm getting at. But that's entirely irrelevant to the conversation. Just, just, Mm -hmm. just just a fun thought experiment. Okay. So what does it do when you when you find God and God's dead and obviously your first your first reaction is horror, right? You're terrified. You're also deeply sad, right? That's a loss. Um, you and then my of, next God? instinct
0: would be, who killed God? Dun dun
1: dun. Right. That's that's part of the fear, right?
0: Right. Who the Who the fuck did this? Was it Satan? God. No. I'm going after him. I will avenge you, God. It
1: was me, Jonah. It was I did you? it by accident. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I did it by accident. We uh Is M. Night Shammar
0: directing this podcast? Yeah.
1: God and I were sort of like um like there was like a animosity and rivalry, but mostly we were just sparring partners.
0: Uh, we're talking about like Yahweh, and, right? Shh.
1: God and I were sparring one day, and I struck him down by accident with my sword.
0: Oh, I see. Do you? Are you starting to? God is your father. <laughs>
1: and you married no. his wife? Oh gosh! No? What? A... I'm,
0: okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I just just too Freudian. Take. Yeah. A little hanging fruit mm-hmm okay yeah that was too low for me this podcast should aspire to, to be higher mm-hmm. pick the higher fruit that's exactly I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna make that the slogan from now on pick so a i
1: mean fruit. for for to tie it into the name of your podcast even right um where's the benefit in overthinking i was overthinking a coping mechanism I and mean, how, how does it sometimes turn out to be the right one
0: hmm on that is a question best. hmm
1: Oh, is this not a great case study in the power of overthinking?
0: Yeah. It's it's a whale of a case study, really. It? Anna? It's it's threatening to swallow me up and it's Are you Captain Nahab? I'm Jonah. Don't you remember? Jonah Bark. Jonah Jonah of <laughs> I know the, that. The whale.
1: Allow my Jonah Bark. My... Jonah Vark
0: and the whale. Just,
1: uh, um I guess um
0: I was Jonah, and I was Joan of Arc, too. I have, I have quite a uh, kinship with Joan of
1: Arc. Thank you, Jonah, for illustrating uh, what, just my, my love for the malapropism.
0: For the, sorry? For the what?
1: For the malapropism. The the absurd combination of words that make absolute sense. They speak
0: truth. Malapropism? They, this is a new word for me. Let me look it up.
1: No. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, It's... It's an intentional abuse of language.
0: Oh, I don't mean to abuse language. I'm not an abuser.
1: Yes, you I'm are. Yes, I? you are, Jonah. Come to terms with it. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm a substance violence. abuser, but... Jonah, sorry? hey, take
1: the power from the word abuser and give yourself the freedom to admit that you, me, and everybody else who's ever drawn breath is an abuser.
0: Yeah. This goes back to Twin Peaks. That. in my article on Twin Peaks. Watch out for that, by the way. It should be out. It might be out now at this point by the time you're listening. It might be out on medium. But anyways, it's a little divergence from the diversion from the conversation at hand. It's like the, the fifth time I've mentioned David Lynch and Twin Peaks, so I should probably stop. Oh, no, I think it's we um... people are gonna think i people are gonna think I have a, a hard on for Lynch, so.
1: Well, you have uh, like an intellectual one because his brain is absolutely sexy. Um, It's incredibly arousing to think about David Lynch's brain, because what a what a magnificent specimen! Why wouldn't you get a heart on the thought of David Lynch's
0: brain? I love him so much. I did not get what Jack
1: do though. Just Jonah just. Anyway, for David Lynch, like get married already, you two. Fuck.
0: he's already married and he's not polyamorous, which is, <laughs> you know, unfortunate Jonah,
1: for me. That, yeah. um, I appreciate that you continue to ground the conversation in reality. Um, <laughs> I'll just put it
0: that way. Sometimes, sometimes this is what I do, and sometimes I'm, I'm the one who takes it to a higher place. Or, is uh, this maybe a little bit out of
1: out of the ordinary for you to be the one who, and it's not even, it doesn't even seem to be intentional. But you, uh, I just seem to be taking you to a place so weird that you're actually out of your I'm, element.
0: I'm usually the one who's who takes it to weird places, but I like I like being the one to reel it in every once in a while. Isn't, isn't it
1: a good joke to subvert expectations like that?
0: Oh, definitely! I love subverting expectations. Yeah, like yesterday, and tomorrow, and right now, and mm-hmm. in the year three thousand five. Oh gosh! You probably didn't <laughs> expect it. I'd say all that stuff, but
1: I uh, yeah I did. <laughs>
0: I'm fine, psychic and, uh, give me a little I can oh, yeah, uh, it's all been you pre-ordained. that you're psychic on a public podcast. Yes, <gasps> fully. Oh, good yes. luck with that. Last time okay. I tried doing that, uh, admitting that I was psychic, I got, you know, arrested and uh John, I'm not I'm, just I'm psychic, <laughs> in the way that, I'm
1: psychic in the way that I killed God in a sword fight.
0: In like literal sword fight? Like with gladiator swords? In an
1: entirely and, metaphorical right of my head.
0: Was it, are you, is this a metaphor for pens because the pen is about coping, your own sword?
1: Jonah, it's coping. Is it copacetic? It's back sensory data. I'm a computer, I'm just giving you the output that I, that I
0: come you're up an, with
1: the given input.
0: You're a gynoid? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's, it's, it's the female version of an android. Of course, I'm not. Yeah. Or a fembot. <clears throat> Humanoid robots. So they're, they're, they're... No, you know
1: honest. what? Jonah, robots don't have genders.
0: They shouldn't. I, I, I exploited this in Steve dreams. Why are you spoiling my book? I'm <laughs> just kidding.
1: Anyway, Jonah. Um, all this is to, to say um, that, that I both am psychic and am sane and mentally stable. Um, which is oh, to say that both, both are constructs of language.
0: Mm-hmm. Language is everything. It's it's the language well, is the code of reality, right?
1: Language is our code.
0: Well Terrence McKenna says the world is made of language.
1: It's so much and more fundamental than that.
0: If you know the language the world is made Jonah, of, you can it's now, program it's just
1: ones and zeros.
0: At the fundamental level, right? Yes. What do you say about fundamentals again? Like let's break it down Spartanals. to fundamentals. Or...
1: That's as far down as you can uh, drill.
0: No, what was the phrase that you used? Like you were like so let's break let's make it fundamental again.
1: Yeah. So fundamental is this. Fundamental fundamental No,
0: fundamental you, you is had it. a catchphrase earlier. It was like really cool. It was like let's make it fundamental. It's, 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 Never I, mind. I don't recall I it.
1: I don't recall I it. Know. I literally that was off the top of, Jonah. All of this is just off the top of my head off the top of my
0: tongue. Um same here. Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, that's the
0: magic. Isn't it? It's magical. Certainly. This is like Disney-level magic, you know what I mean? I feel like what, we're, what we're doing right now is, is super magical, and it's, it's revolutionary. That's, it's more than magical,
1: Jonah. It's scientific. And by that, I mean you can quantify it, and you can design an experiment around it.
0: Yeah, why is there? Why are scientists so gatekeepy? It's like if you don't have a PhD, why is you academia, can't Science. Why is academia
1: so geeky, gatekeepy?
0: Maybe because they're academia nuts.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, but um, uh, that's just a really good way to say that um, they're a colonial institution. Um, and yeah. the division between science and art is entirely synthetic. Um, and uh, the, right. the third category—the third category that academia doesn't have—is magic.
0: You're sorry, is what? Magic. Magic. Mysticism is the, my preferred term because when I think of magic, I think of, I think of Harry mysticism, Potter and wizards.
1: Mysticism is a school of magic.
0: Is it? Is under the umbrella of magic?
1: Yeah, you could study. You could get a degree, so to speak, in In you could get a bachelor, uh, a bachelor's degree in magic. Um was a major in mysticism. Well there's also Arthur Hunberg.
0: Clark's law that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. That's true. Yeah. So the cell phone in your hands like a magic wand. Well it's, yeah. You cast I mean, spells into it and it, it gives so, you like results and stuff. No, the,
1: the the truth is, um Jonah, is that I'm a I I'm um a very novice magic user oh okay so um
0: it just seems super advanced to to the layman though yeah that's because
1: i'm an artist and i'm a scientist uh-huh you see how they're all intertwined
0: i'm an artist and i'm a scientist and an artist actually how much have you practiced magic uh quite a bit but yeah i, I was kind of diving into the deep end before i knew how to swim let's just say
1: <laughs> that's usually how it goes you taught me a lot about magic? Who? Michael Kirkbride. Who's that? My hero.
0: Damn. Tell me about your hero.
1: You should play Morrowind and you'll find out everything you need to know.
0: I just might. And it has to be Morrowind, not Skyrim. Specifically, the LG
1: Gold Hey, let me give you some scripture to read, okay? Okay. For my religion, my personal one that I practice. Okay.
0: Scripture. You do? You're.
1: Your you play words, Morrowind, by the way. You play Morrowind, and it's a very deliberate way to play Morrowind, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not through the original engine that the game was released on, it's actually through OpenMW. It's a project made by fans of the game to make a new engine that's more technologically complete. Mm-hmm. In order to allow people to play Morrowind in a way that's copacetic with their computers.
0: Mm-hmm. So bringing it back to Copacetic again. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Threads throughout. Oh, you're so brilliant, help, by the way. I just gotta say, help,
1: it. Real conversation. and I'm I hope people are paying attention. hmm um,
0: There's always a it. rewind button just in case.
1: Exactly. So you play, Morrowind. Us. you play Morrowind, okay? You play mm-hmm. Morrowind by downloading OpenMW, which is the name of an mm-hmm. open source engine, which is basically, I mean, there's legalese to talk around it, but it's a re-implementation, re-implementation of Morrowind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and So you use OpenMW to play Morrowind. With both expansion packs, Tribunal and um, Blood Moon. um and I don't think any mods, unless you really feel like it.
0: But I think for the first playthrough, I just play without mods.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, here's 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 the reason why I consider mods to be optional at all, even like to to be an option that you can mm-hmm. take them out. Well. Um, is that The best mods, in my opinion, for a game like Morrowind, aren't the ones that drastically fundamentally alter it. It's a good game to begin with. They're the ones that just tweak it to your liking. So under that category, I think of things like... um, graphics updates, right? Mm -hmm. Um, One mod that um, I just oftentimes really like to play with is one that makes your magic regenerate in the game. Um, mm. Normally, unlike most games where you can cast magic, it's, it's much more similar to D and D. You either uh, need to rest or consume a potion. Um, those are those are the two direct ways to to regain your magica in Morrowind. Um, meaning, if you're playing a, a magical character, right, you have to be mindful of your resources of magic in order to make it through whatever encounters you have in front of you, whatever exploration or adventure you're on, um, which is an incredibly deep and engaging mechanic. And Mm. if you ask me an important part of, of of the context of magic within that game, which is that it is powerful and and reality altering. Right. Yeah. Um, so to play the game with a mod that lets you regenerate uh, magicka, um, It lets you use magic a lot more as you play, which is fun. But it's not the magic system as it was within the context of the development of Morrowind. You understand Mm -hmm. see how that is isn't isn't an important distinction.
0: Yeah. Oh it's so (laughs) mind-bending. It's all modular. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Here's, here's what you do in the game once you got it running, okay?
0: Okay.
1: Here's your quest. There's 36 books in the game, titled The 36 Sermons of the Like, okay? And you your objective in this playthrough is to find them all and read them, and it's, it's kind of a challenge. Um, a lot of them can be found pretty easily. Um, but it's not something that's like, there's no, not a super reliable method. A lot of it's going to involve um, trawling through uh, bookshops, temples, uh, places like the Mages Guild. Um, the Telvani are, you know, an institution of wizards who, you know, they too have a vast treasure trove of knowledge at their uh, disposal. And you'll find those texts among their possessions as well, right? So, mm-hmm. The 36 sermons are um, a religious text in the context of the name. They're written by Michael Kirkbride, um, from what I understand, probably to be <laughs> I, basically like the image in my mind, and I'm sure it's pretty pretty close to the truth, is a single night, probably involving some mushrooms and a lot of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Sounds um, sorry,
0: Sounds like a good night.
1: Productive one, right?
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. Probably uh, do a lot of writing. And-
1: And it involved Michael Kirkbride tearing out everything that he possibly knew about the universe. And that meant pulling from things like Hinduism, Buddhism, yoga, Christianity, indigenous religions, African spirituality, um, works really, Um, in order Mm -hmm. to synthesize something that made a cohesive reality. Mm -hmm. And, And he was successful. The truth is that those books are compelling religious works to me. And actually, if you ask, actually, my friend Simone pointed out to me that actually that was my, my moment where I, I came to God um, in those books. Um,
0: so. Well, they probably like highly resemble the hero's journey. Oh, this is like the tenth podcast. I, I I've mentioned the hero's journey, but
1: they do. It's integral. Uh, do, you, do you know why? Yeah. Do you know why it's so integral? Do you know who wrote those? Do you know who Vivek is in that universe? What Vivek's mythological role is? What the hero Vivek is? Vivek is the warrior poet. Oh, not the not the
0: damn.
1: hero. Those are distinct. Vivek is the warrior poet. Tell by the warrior the one, poet, the one who copes. With trauma from violence through poetry, oh. and the one who deepens their understanding of the universe in that process.
0: It's fucking me. That's you. It's me too. Yeah, that's us. It might be cool, you, right? listener. Who knows? Profound. I love it, yourself, right? Find the answers. And, um. And so.
1: Gosh, honestly, Jonah, like I don't care what loose threads we we. No, there's not a single loose thread in this podcast at this point. They're
0: all afraid. seeds. They're they they're threads that become seeds. Yeah. The, um, and the, the, seeds whatever, fly.
1: whatever whatever one may perceive to be afraid, loose thread hanging off of this status, right? By but the way, I,
0: I'd I like heard... to say I'd like to say please be careful when, when playing this podcast over a loudspeaker because these seeds might fly into the ears of somebody who might not be oh, ready for them.
1: We're working with dangerously unstable flavors here. It's very um,
0: volatile and very <laughs> So, Very reactive.
1: Precisely. So, yeah. But the, here's, yeah, uh, here's, here's the thing that I would like to tie it all up and to, to, to truly tie up all those threads is this. Um, whatever threads you may perceive but to do be they, loose, do,
0: Hold on. Do they need to be tied up? Listen, Jonah, to...
1: please. Jonah, okay, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Let, let, me, let me tell you my story, okay? Yes. Please. Whatever threads you may perceive to be dangling from this tapestry that you might think of as loose threads. I think. Mm -hmm. I I beg the person in question to run their fingers over those threads and play with them a little bit and just bathe in the sensory imagery
0: Mm. and then tell
1: me again if they're really loose.
0: Mm. Okay. And um, I think that about
1: sums it up. Damn. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jonah.
0: Thank you, Jamie Delaney, for your very well. And enlightening us it, and blowing our minds. It's,
1: it's, it's been a delight and
0: it's been enlightening. Very. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we end of the podcast? Um, any final seeds to drop? find all the truth bombs or
1: I guess uh, cosmic love yeah yeah I do I do
0: Jenna. um Namaste and hi hi Namaste amen All oh, about you but my infinity has been turned sideways that conversation was a doozy but it was good. And that was one of my good friends, Jamie Delaney, who I met at the hospital of all places, the psych ward, and there's a very diverse range of possibilities that manifest when one is admitted to a psych ward, such as improvising, doing live improv in front of people that blurs the line between reality and performance and my conclusion is that the world's a stage as the great bard shakespeare once said and that we are performing for an audience of one and we are all one so chew on that listeners chew on that overthink that and hopefully your infinity will be turned sideways as well and a sideways infinity is just the number eight for all of you who didn't get that the first time that's okay maybe you were overthinking and you just didn't understand the symbol that I was trying to convey especially because I spelled the word eight out in the episode title rather than use the number eight so it's less easy to grasp but this is a very hard to grasp episode so you might have to rewind it and listen to it over again just to understand the kind of lofty Babylonian gibberish that we were spouting from our mouths me and Jamie Delaney me being William Blue not Jonah whoever Jonah is must be some kind of a uh, writer or something but it's neither here nor there I'm uh, William Blue and this was Overthinkers Anonymous thank you for listening this was a broadcast from after the singularity being pulled through time through magic and mysticism it's a future broadcast from 2033 that has been transmitted and translated to 2021 and recorded the day after Epiphany Day. And the epiphany that I had is that we are all one. And that is a lesson that you all should take away. Love yourselves, love each other. And If you ever feel the need to turn your infinity sideways, just listen to this podcast again. Yeah. Goodbye.